Welcome to the Stork Storytime Podcast at the North Liberty Community Library. Are you expecting or thinking of starting a family? If so, this podcast is for you. Just as it's never too late to develop a love of reading, it's never too early either. Hi, my name is Jennifer Jordabrek and I'm the Assistant Director at the North Liberty Community Library. Hello, I'm Emily O'Sheridan Tabor and I am the Family Services Librarian at the Library. We'd like to welcome our guest speaker today, Erin Silva. Erin is the Youth and Teen Services Librarian at our library, and we know the library is pretty busy during the summer, so thanks for taking some time to talk with us today. Hello, you're welcome. Welcome to our podcast, Erin. Before we talk about uh, the summer slide, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your job here at the library? So I have been at the North Liberty Library for a little over a year now, and my job entails programming for youth and teens, so basically from kindergarten through seniors in high school, uh, we do uh, the, the programming for them. And by we, I mean me. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, thanks for talking with us again today. Um, our podcasts have two formats. Either um, it's geared towards new and expecting families, and we talk about a specific early literacy skill and um, some information parents need to know so they feel more confident in their role as their child's first teacher. Or we talk about topics of general interest um, that they would like to know a little bit more about. And so we're going to do that again today. Um, kids grow up so fast. Even though we're going to talk about summer slide, it's never really too early if you have a newborn or if you're still expecting to just kind of have some of this information in the back of your minds because before you know it, um, you're going to be sending those kids off to school and, and summer will be coming as well. So. Our to- so, as Jennifer mentioned, our topic for today is going to be Summer Slide. We'll talk about what it is, who it affects, and the programs and services the library offers to help prevent it or to at least uh, help ebb it a little bit. Erin, can you talk to us about what Summer Slide actually is? Besides a tongue twister, <laughs> it is. So, it's the tendency for students to lose some of the achievements that they've made in school uh, during during the previous school year, they tend to lose that over the summer. And it affects all kids, but especially those from lower-income families. And where the researchers see the most trouble is with reading and spelling skills and math. Now, as a library, we don't focus as much on the math part, but um, it is worth noting that that kids do tend to lose some of um, those those skills. So um, one of the things that I've learned over the years just in, in workshops and, and reading is that if you do no reading as a kiddo over the summer, if you're not read to or you don't read, you can fall behind as much as two reading levels. So if you end the school year reading at a fifth grade level, if you don't do anything to keep that up, you could start school uh, reading at a third grade level, which most of the kids I talk to when I go into the schools to talk to them about the summer reading program the library does, when I tell them that, they're like, (gasps) and they don't want that to happen to them. No fifth grader wants to be back at a third grade level. No, and especially the second graders, when I say they'd be back like kindergartners, they're like, no way. So, uh, and like I said, this also happens with math skills as well. And that's something that I didn't 
think about um, before we kind of chatted before the podcast, I really never thought about math or spelling skills. So that was something that I was like, oh, in addition to reading every day, we should probably be doing some math skills. Yes. And Emily's really lucky because when she does her story times, there is usually some counting involved and some sort of sneaky math skills that the the kiddos don't really know that they're getting. Almost so sneaky, I don't know they're there. Yes, I know. Uh, which is a little harder for the older kids, but um, we do try to sneak some of those skills in, whether it's with art projects when they are asked to measure something or you know, follow directions in uh, a sequential order. Those types of things help to reinforce their math skills as well. And when I was doing some research for the podcast, I didn't realize um, that this was cumulative. And so, which makes sense, though, if you think about it. So you're starting behind at the beginning of your school year. And so the teacher is needing to spend valuable school time going back over catching that child up rather than progressing them and then it is it is cumulative from year to year so over the school career of that child they lose can lose many years so it's building up rather than right going away every summer cumulative effect which is even more scary i was just gonna say yeah i was just gonna say that's pretty scary Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's and it especially becomes noticeable when they enter high school. So um, freshmen um, are definitely that's a it's a marker that they tend to be behind if they have continually been behind, and it really shows. And again, the difference between middle class versus low income families uh, tends to be. The kids tend to be on the same level until summer starts, and then the slide is greater in the differences between um, which what activities the kids are exposed to and involved in. So that's why we like the summer reading program, because it's free, and anybody can participate in it. And one of the things we really stress, which is something that um, the National Summer Learning Association and also the collaborative summer library program stresses is that when kids read books that they want to read for fun, they are more likely to keep reading. So some of the conversations I have with parents uh, revolve around comic books or graphic novels, Mm -hmm. and I will often hear a parent or... That's not real reading, is it? (laughs) Yes, it is, Emily. (laughs) And that's the conversation that I get to have with the grown-up is to say, you know, if your child is really interested in that type of book, letting them read it means that they're going to be more interested in reading it. And also, reading comic books and graphic novels engages a whole other side of their brain that they don't use when they are just reading straight text. So it's actually super beneficial. So... Let your kids read comic books. And so it doesn't really matter what they read. It's just that they read. Correct. Correct. And that's another great point to make, Erin, is, you know, during the school year, everyone's very concerned. Like with my kids, it's the AR level that they're at. And, you know, all different schools do it different ways. Mm -hmm. They measure it and stuff. But the kids sometimes are really um, penned into a certain level or point system. And so they might be having to read above or below what their interest is. And so it kind of sometimes turns them off a little bit in my experience with 
having to kind of make sure they're at that reading level where summer gives them that chance to just whatever they want just right. for the fun of it. Right. Yes. I'm a I'm a big fan of letting your kids read whatever they want regardless and especially if they read at a certain level, their listening comprehension can actually be above that. So I do encourage everybody to keep reading aloud to your kids, um, even when they're too, quote unquote, too old to be read aloud to. Um, I just recently stopped reading aloud to my son, um, and he's going into eighth grade. So we've, we've read a bunch of books together that I don't think he would have read on his own. And also... When, when they are exposed to books that maybe they, they wouldn't pick out on their own or, or read, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're not going to understand what is happening. So if you're not comfortable reading aloud to your child or they think it's weird when they're in fifth grade or whatever, uh, that's where audiobooks come into play. And you can really find a lot of great audios that you can listen to either on CD or you can download them through our um, digital Johnson County libraries uh, that you can access through our library website. So I really encourage that as well. A tip that I like with my kids um, is I will let my kids choose, like we'll say five books and they can choose four books of whatever they want. They can choose absolutely anything that they want in the library, and then they have to choose one book in a section that I tell them to. So it's their reading level or where they're at for their school or um, their comprehension. So I'll say you have to pick one book from here, and then you get to pick four books from anywhere else, and then we'll kind of rotate those books. So one day they read the book that they have to read. And then, you know, the next three or four days they get to read any of the books and we read for 20 to 15 to 20 minutes every night. And then, so if you just keep that rotation, um, it helps them feel empowered and engaged, like Aaron said. And then I also like if my kids are picking, uh, so I have an eight year old, if she's picking a picture book or one of those easy reader books that I know is well under her like quote level, I still think that that gives kids um, a lot of confidence in reading. So if you have a reluctant mm-hmm. reader or you have a kiddo who may not like to read, um, that having them read those books that are super easy, are it, it helps them build their confidence. And they're then in the future going to probably pick books that are a little bit harder because they know that they can. So eventually they'll kind of work up to where they're supposed to be. Those are some very good points. That's a nice compromise. Yes. So you both are happy. Exactly. With yeah. your reading selections. Yep. Um, so reading is important over the summer. How much, Erin, should kids be reading? So they actually don't even need to read that much. Um, there's statistics that say six books over the summer will help with success. So... Um, those like just six books may keep a struggling reader from regressing Um, and those six books need to be on their just right level and once kids enter school the the library or the media specialist they usually have different tips and tricks to help kids figure out what's just right um, for them and it may not be what's just right for their friend, but it's what is just right for them. Um, the other, uh, the other tip would be to just read something every day. That could be um, 
anything, the weather report, uh, recipe, um, you know, writing out the grocery list for the week. Um, sometimes I've, I've heard that, you know, maybe people who are not native English speakers, you turn on the television and you put the closed captioning on and have mm-hmm. kids read the TV show. That might make them really interested in learning how to read because they're engaged in watching a show that mm-hmm. they really like. So uh, we, we do like that. And then, um, like I mentioned before, keep reading aloud, um, whether that's audiobooks or uh, you reading aloud one-on-one or a sibling or a grandparent or the babysitter, anybody. Anybody can read aloud. And I count, for the summer reading program, logging minutes, I count minutes for my younger daughter that my older daughter is reading Mm -hmm. aloud to. So it's not just the kiddos reading. Anytime they're being read to, that gives them the same benefits. Yes. And what I really like about our summer reading program is that it offers both educational and entertainment forms for the kids. So they can learn and associate that coming to the library can be fun. Yes. And not just like, oh, we've got to go to the library, you know, <laughs> to pick out a book I don't want to read. You yeah. Know? So if we can draw them in with something that might be fun and expose them to either cultural or educational, you know, things in a variety of formats, I think that's also a bonus Plus, um, if you do have little kids and, you know, you're traveling, taking some vacation, um, many libraries use the same summer reading theme each year, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. yep, they sure do. I think the CSLP, the Collaborative Summer Library Program, they have programs in all 50 states uh, that the libraries can choose to participate in. So there's a good chance that the Build a Better World theme, which is our theme this year, you will see it in Missouri and Nebraska and California uh, because there is some continuity uh, by being part of that program. And if they're going to visit grandma and grandpa maybe in another state, they can still go to that, to their Mm -hmm. local library and participate. And it might be kind of neat, you know, to to see that others are doing the same thing. Yes. Yep. Um, Emily, what are some things at our library that... um, might, you know, like, especially um, for families that either have older kids that might need some help in the summer or for some of these listeners that are still expecting or have little kids. Sure. So in addition to the grade level or school ager programming that we have during the summer, we also keep our um, weekly programs consistent. So we have a variety of story times throughout the week. We've got a baby story time on Tuesdays a preschool story time on Wednesdays, and a toddler story time on Friday. And in addition to kind of just the what we would consider the normal story time format, you know, reading books, singing songs, doing finger plays, things like that, we additionally have programmers come in and uh, do do special presentations for us. For example, we had a Zumba program a couple weeks ago that was really great. Um, We will have the Iowa gymnast come in. We have a music program from from Becky from West Music. And so all of these things help kids um, kind of combat that summer slide. So they're being read to, they're getting up and moving, they're doing different things, learning different songs, 
Um, so that's promoting, uh, you know, stimulation of the brain. And then also, especially with, um, I think, the Zumba and then also the West Music programs, um, they are, you know, doing the math because they will do the counting songs and they're counting their movements and things like that. But they're also being, um, I know Becky does a book with her uh, program too. So those are all things that we do. Uh, consistently through the library for a little bit uh, younger kids, five and under. However, during the summer, it's really fun when uh, younger siblings get to bring their older siblings with them because they're off with mom or dad or they're staying with grandparents. And I always love to see the older kiddos, the school-agers at my story times um, because they engage. They love to help the little kids kind of, oh, well, it's four ducks now instead of five, or that's not an alligator, that's a crocodile. So those kids really do help the story times um kind of the content keep moving along and so I really enjoy it when older they, siblings they come too. They are good models. They, they really are. They model yes. good behavior. Exactly. That's great to know because I think sometimes too people might think that you know well learning doesn't just occur during the school year. You know, it's year round. Um, and it can be structured like that, um, like keeping that routine of coming to the library, since some school libraries aren't going to be open. Yes. There, there are some that are yeah. open. But, and, well, um, and normally you have to turn in all your books mm-hmm. before you leave um, for the end of the year. And, and you know, those school librarians, they need to get their records straight. So that's right. um, that's a good thing, I think. But, yeah, they can always come and, you know, like Jen said, keep that routine going where they come to the library during the summer and get those books. So, Erin, are there any upcoming events in the next week or two or um, I would, that we want to talk about? I would say just check our website. Um, we have all of our programs listed there for the for the summer. And, um, you know, once the school year starts up again, we will have our regular programming for school-agers um, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, um, as we've had in the past. And um, I also wanted to mention that... Um, BedtimeMath.org, so BedtimeMath.org, they have partnered with the CSLP program, and they really encourage librarians to sneak in these math facts during the summer reading program. It's a great website. It gives you a math question of the day, and it also gives you the answer, parents. So <laughs> if you do That's not right. feel comfortable yes, Thank uh, with your math skills, they always give you the answer. They also have an app, and they break it down by age group. It's wee, wee ones, ones, little ones, and Big kids. Big, big kids. Yeah, yep. I think is how yeah. they break it down. And um, so you can you can do these. And they're fun story problems. The one that they had yesterday was all about the 4th of July and fireworks. So sometimes um, I will try to sneak in one of those um, during my programs just to see who's paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> but um, if, I, if I do any sort of math thing, I try to make it fun and like a story so um, they don't think of it as math. Realize it, yeah. Yes. So um, our website, in case um, you don't know what it is, it's um, www.northlibertylibrary.org. Correct. So you can also just Google North Liberty Community Library, and it should pop up that way. And even though we're just starting July, there's still plenty of time for people to come, right? Yes. And sign up for Mm -hmm. summer reading. Uh, we got a lot of great programs in July. Mm -hmm. Coming up, they can, um, 
you know, still uh, maintain that habit if they've kind of let June go a little mm-hmm. bit. And that's fine. June is busy. It yes. has been busy for yeah. everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, if reading can be counted from the 31st of okay. May, which is when the summer reading program started. So if you know your kiddos have been reading you know, 15 or 20 minutes before bed, three or four times a week, feel free to, you know, get a log and count that. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't have to be specific. It's not like you have to give specific times and dates. But if you know, um, we want you to make sure to record that as well. So don't think, like Jen said, don't think it's too late. July is a perfect time to come in. It's never too late. And for our listeners that do have uh, newborns, and babies up to the 24 months. We do have a reading program for them. Yep. So we have one for babies. Um, babies and toddlers are together. So it's um, the zero to about, um, I think we went to about three. Um, and then the preschoolers have their own. So about three to five have a different log. However, if you're finding that your preschooler um, is just not really into doing the activities that are on the sheet. You can go and do the baby one, or you can go up and do the kindergarten one um, too. It really is just like as with the attendance for story time, um, we're very flexible with the ages. We want you to do whatever is best for your family and what works. Really, the point is to get those kiddos um, exposed to literacy, get them exposed to music and to the math and to um, spelling in just the ways that are appropriate and that work for your family. Yes. Good job. Sounds great. So um, hopefully, you know, with listening to the podcast today, Summer Slide is a a topic that is geared more towards kids that are in school and then not in school during the summer. But I think it's important for those new and expecting families just to be aware of that. And um, it's never too late and it's never too early either, you know, to get your child and yourself in the habit of coming to the library. You know, we're here year round. Yes, we are. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so so come see us, um, you know, when your kids are um, in school, we're still doing those story times. When they're out of school, we're still doing them. Yep. And to recap, um, so again, it's the summer summer slide, aside from being a tongue twister, yes. is the um, lack that, or is the loss that children experience every summer uh, when they don't go to school. So it, the library is here to combat that. Erin uh, talked about the different ways that families can come in and do that, as as well as I did um, with our story times and our consistent programming. And then don't forget to check our website for upcoming programs at www dot northlibertylibrary.org thanks so much for coming to talk to us today Erin you are welcome thank you for having me absolutely thanks Erin